Thank you for taking time to study with us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help us draw near to God through the study and application of His Word. If you have any questions or comments about today's study, or spiritual things in general, feel free to contact me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. When we read the Gospels, it becomes clear that the Jewish people placed a lot of emphasis on the Sabbath. Yet for most of us today, this emphasis is lost on us. Jesus was often accused of breaking the Sabbath, thus becoming a lawbreaker. We know from Scripture that Jesus did not sin. So how are we to understand these confrontations between Jesus and the Jewish leaders? Today on Drawing Near, we examine a passage that might begin to help us understand God's intentions for keeping the Sabbath. So let's open our Bibles to Luke chapter 6 as we study Jesus and the Sabbath. Let's prepare our hearts for this study by going to the Lord in prayer. Our Father in heaven, we thank you again for your word. We thank you for the opportunity that you give us once again to study your word. And we pray, Lord, that we would be able to understand this idea of a Sabbath, of a day of rest. Clearly, Jesus understood it differently than the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And so, Father, give us insight, not only into Jesus' understanding, but how these things might apply to us today. Guide us in this study. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. As we begin Luke chapter 6, verse 1, we read, Now it happened that he, Jesus, was passing through some grain fields on a Sabbath day, and his disciples were picking the heads of grain, rubbing them in their hands, and eating the grain. But some of the Pharisees said, why do you do what is not lawful on the Sabbath? So here we have it. In Luke's gospel, this is the first confrontation between the Pharisees and Jesus over what is lawful or unlawful on the Sabbath. And we're going to look down through verse 11 and deal with this in two different contexts. Here, the disciples are traveling on the Sabbath. The Sabbath is a day of rest. That's in the law of Moses, in the book of Exodus, in the Old Testament. This day of rest is designed by God to minister to his people. God created in six days, and on the seventh day he rested. And based on that, God had commanded the Israelites to set aside the Sabbath day, the seventh day, as a day of rest. They were to do no work in that day. They weren't allowed to, their family wasn't allowed to, nor were their servants. And so over time, the question arose as to what constituted work. What would be a violation of the Sabbath? How much could you do? Could you cook? Could you go for a walk? What could you do? Well, they answered that question by creating a lot of laws. You could only walk so far on the Sabbath. That was a Sabbath day's journey. You couldn't cook on the Sabbath. You couldn't heat water over fire on the Sabbath. That constituted work. You couldn't pluck grain on the Sabbath, and that's what we have here. And so the Pharisees saw this as a violation of the Sabbath. In fact, it wasn't a violation of God's intention for the Sabbath, and Jesus makes that clear. God wanted them to rest, but that did not mean that they should not meet their needs or someone else's needs at all. They were to rest, literally to cease from their normal activities, from their daily activities, and set aside the Sabbath as a day to stop, rest, 
reflect, worship. That's what God intended. And so as Jesus' disciples are walking with Jesus on the Sabbath, they're going through the grain fields and they're, they're picking heads of grain. They're hungry and they're rubbing them in their hands and they're eating the grain. Now, most of us would never constitute that as a day of work or as labor. They're just picking grain, rubbing the grain in their hands, knocking the chaff off and eating the grain. So the Pharisees see this and they see this as a violation of their law. Said, why do you do what is not lawful on the Sabbath? And Jesus answered them and said, have you not read what David did when he was hungry? He and those who were with him, how he entered the house of God and took and ate the consecrated bread, which is not lawful for any to eat except the priests alone and gave it to his companions. And he was saying to them, the son of man is Lord of the Sabbath. So Jesus takes an illustration from King David, the greatest king in Israel's history. And he shows how they entered the house of God and they did what was considered unlawful. Why did they do that? They were hungry. And just as David was king over Israel, Jesus emphasizes in verse 5 that the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. Jesus, as God, created or instituted the Sabbath. He is Lord of the Sabbath. He is the one, not the Pharisees, not the religious leaders of men, who determine what is violating the Sabbath and what is keeping the Sabbath. And this is intended to challenge the Pharisees with the true reading of God's word, with the heart understanding of what God intends. It is not God's intention to give us a system of rules and regulations to follow in order that we might be acceptable in his eyes because none of us can follow a system of rules and regulations in such a way that we can flawlessly be qualified to have a relationship with God. We are sinners. The law was given to show that we are lawbreakers. God didn't give the law so that we would break the law, but God gave the law in the Old Testament to reveal the depth of sinfulness in our heart. No matter how hard we try, We violate God's commands. That's why the law was given. And so Jesus is explaining that he is Lord of the Sabbath, that he nor his disciples were breaking God's intention for the Sabbath at all. In verse 6, it goes on and says, On another Sabbath, he entered the synagogue and was teaching. We've seen him do that already. And at the synagogue, there was a man whose right hand was withered. The scribes and Pharisees were watching him closely to see if he healed on the Sabbath, because in their minds, that would constitute work or labor, thus breaking the Sabbath. They were watching him so that they might find a reason to accuse him. They didn't like Jesus. They didn't like his popularity. They didn't like the way he challenged them. And so they wanted to accuse him. They wanted to bring him down in the eyes of the people. In verse 8, it says, but he knew what they were thinking. Isn't that an amazing thing? Jesus knew what they were thinking. You and I could suspect what somebody else is thinking, but Jesus, as God's son, knew what they were thinking. And so he said to the man with the withered hand in verse 8, Get up, come forward. And he got up and came forward. And Jesus said to them, I ask you, is it lawful to do good or to do harm on the Sabbath, to save a life or destroy it? Now, by asking this question, he puts everybody on the spot. Certainly, it was lawful to do good. It was not unlawful to do good. And certainly, it was not unlawful to save a life. 
And so Jesus is putting the Pharisees on the spot. And they didn't answer according to this passage. In verse 10 it says, And after looking around at them all, he said to him, Stretch out your hand. And the man did so, and his hand was restored. Jesus did good on the Sabbath. Jesus healed on the Sabbath. And obviously that was not a violation of God's intentions for the Sabbath day. Look at verse 11. But they themselves, the Pharisees, were filled with rage and discussed together what they might do to Jesus. By Jesus' doing good, healing, helping the man, and helping people to clarify or to understand what God's intentions for the Sabbath are, these Pharisees were filled with rage. They didn't rejoice over the man's healing. They didn't rejoice that the Messiah or that a healer was in their presence. They were filled with rage because he challenged them, and he thwarted them in their efforts to accuse him. And so they begin to discuss together what they might do to Jesus. Ultimately, they begin to discuss together how they can get rid of him, how they can minimize his effect. So what is God's intention for the Sabbath? It is to give us a day to stop, to rest, to reflect. It's not to give us a free day so that we can do more work of our own choosing. It's literally a day, first and foremost, to remember God in his creative work and that he ceased. And so we are to be like God. We are to cease. If God can cease, so can we. If God can stop, so can we. That's the idea. It's the idea of putting aside worldly needs, our financial gain, our enterprises, so that we can stop and remember what God has done. It is a way to honor the Father. That doesn't mean we can't eat. That doesn't mean we can't take a journey. That doesn't mean we can't do any kind of physical activity whatsoever. The other question is, does this apply to us today? And I believe the answer is yes. Not that we are to obey the Old Testament law in order to be acceptable by God, but rather I believe God set us an example that we each need to stop and rest, worship and reflect. We need to draw near to the Lord and honor him in this way. Every one of us have received life because of God's work in creation, and we ought to honor and respect him in that. Does this save us? Absolutely not. Our struggle with these things actually reveals we need a Savior. Jesus is Lord of the Sabbath. Later on, Jesus will tell his disciples and tell those around him that man was not created to serve the Sabbath, but the Sabbath was created to serve man. We are lords of the Sabbath. It ministers to us. Isn't that an amazing thought? I hope that you take time to rest, especially to cease and to rest from your sin, your sinful activities. Hebrews talks about that. Father in heaven, thank you for your word. Thank you for your love, mercy, and grace. Thank you for giving us all that we need for our physical bodies, our mental health, our emotional, our spiritual health. You are God, and you've created us in a wonderful way. But you've created us for your glory, to serve and surrender to you. Help us to understand these things with clarity, that we might honor you and remember all that you have done and continue to do. Guide us in the way that we live today. May it be pleasing in your sight. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, 
Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.